Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. What's shaking, Logan? Well, we have to get, we really have to start elevating when we talk about things. Elevating. Because we're going to talk about, like, we could talk about Thanksgiving, which is next week, but this is not going to come out for three weeks, so it's going to be Christmas. Okay, let's talk about the interview we did with Ed Berry. That was fire. If you have not listened to that, go back a few episodes ago, carve out some time. I don't care whether you're an NFL fan or not, fire. It's really good, yeah. Ed Berry is a is an NFL agent, super agent, super agent, definitely super agent. Represents. I mean, what qualifies that? I started saying that. I don't know if that's an actual. I mean, thing. if you represent Aaron Rodgers, you're a super agent. Will Levis and Will. Levis. I mean, if you represent Will Levis in my book, you're a super agent. Fire. Everybody else is just kind of like, yeah, but yeah. I mean, let's face it. We have Aaron quite Rodgers. a few inter- interviews that are coming out, so you need to be uh, looking out for those. I, I was. You know, we could only do the interview at whatever it was, 3 o'clock. I had already taught a class. He was on campus speaking. Uh, and I'm not good at afternoons. After about 1 o'clock, I'm forget Toast. it. I mean, I try not to schedule meetings. I just, I'm an early guy. This morning, 4 a.m., man, I was ready to run through a wall. And, you know, now it, here we are at 10 o'clock. Sure, but I've been up for six hours. Like I'm, I'm already starting to fade a little bit, and I was like, "Oh, this is I'm gonna really have to bring the energy here." I nope. wanted to run through a wall <laughs> when we were done with that. Oh yeah! I mean, he fired me up. That's yeah. not that's rare. I mean, it, it was awesome. It was very awesome. Go back and check that out. I think you'll enjoy it. It is something we're gonna do more of. I, I didn't ever realize. I guess I took it for granted. All these unique people that I've been blessed to to get to know in my life and. If I find them fascinating, I hope you find them fascinating. So I'm going to keep trying to bring those interviews your way. A couple of odds and ends before we kick off. If you haven't yet visited our website, DIYMoney.org, that's where you can see videos and so forth and other content regarding these interviews. You can sign up for our newsletter. I would highly encourage that. We've never really promoted it. We put out newsletters about these podcasts, what's happening, and we're working on a sort of a, a weekly recap uh, newsletter that's going to be fire. And that's in the hopper right now to kind of recap, uh, you know, a little bit more behind the scenes. So when somebody asks a question, we obviously do our best answer and kind of dig dig a little deep. But, but these uh, emails hopefully dive even deeper into these specific questions. Just, again, good content. So go on there. Sign up for that email. We're not going to sell your email. We're not going to solicit any nonsense. Uh, just good information. Check us out on the uh, social channels, DIY Money Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Quintetro. That's a double T in the middle. Uh, what else? Anything else? And, oh, if you're you know unique situation, you need a second opinion, especially going into this end of the year. Uh, tax season's coming up right around the corner. Nice to see the market rebound. Thank goodness. I mean, a few weeks ago, I felt the need to come on a little soapbox and be like, look, hang in there. It will improve. And then, bam. Wow. (laughs) Major improvement. I mean, Dow, 35,000, you know, just a stone's throw from all-time highs. Microsoft, one of the biggest names in the S&P, breaking out to all-time highs. Hard to get too negative about stocks around that. That's not an endorsement. 
Uh, full disclosure, I'm long all of those things <laughs> and very long the market. I'm considering going long on April wheat. What do you think, Valentine? The reason I got on that soapbox, I was getting a lot of questions. Should we sell? Should we trim? Like, should we be more defensive here? And you, you, you just stick with your allocation. Like, your allocation should be an all-season allocation. All, all seasons, all weathers, ups and downs. As you get older, you adjust the allocation. Try not to micromanage. All right, that said, we've got a great question today from Riley, who's right around the corner. Riley, what do you got? D-I-Y! Hey, guys. My name is Riley. I'm 24, and I'm from Lexington. My fiance and I are getting married in June of next year. I max out my Roth IRA and contribute about 20% into my 401k each year. I've been blessed to not have any debt besides our mortgage. However, my future husband has about 60,000 of student debt. I have about 40,000 in savings and was curious if you all think it is best to max my 401k or use some of that money to pay off some of that student debt. I was wondering if you have any tips on the best ways to tackle that debt or any advice for newly married couples. Thanks guys. Riley. I love the question. It's a fantastic question. Congrats on the upcoming wedding in June. Yeah. That's wonderful. Uh, very excited. I, you know, almost less the 40 grand in savings because I certainly did not have that. Uh, I was married around your age to my lovely bride, Brandy. She came to the marriage with some pretty significant uh, student loan debt because of getting a master's degree, uh, needed the capital. I mean, in my opinion, when you take out student loans and you increase your earnings power so significantly, I never have an issue with that at all. So when we were married, it was the joint balance sheet. Uh, it was joint debt I, I inherited or, you know, it was us. It was, it was you know, her and I taking on the world sort of thing. So I love that there was no emotion in your, oh, he's bringing in this debt and, oh, I got to deal with this. And, you know, so I don't even know need to go that angle. A lot of times I need to go the angle of, hey, this is, this is yours. This is yours too. I, I don't need to go that angle. So I love that. Bravo to you if you start down the path. Of uh, teamwork is dream work. You know you're gonna be you're gonna be uh, on the right pay- page from the start to the finish. Now that said, I wouldn't do anything until you're married, <laughs> until it's legal. <laughs> so, I mean, it, that's my two cents. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but until that that piece of paper is signed and uh, you uh, in the state of Kentucky pronounce yourself man and woman uh, by a. Uh, uh, what is it called? An ordained minister? That's the law in Kentucky. Then you are legally married. Uh, then then you can adopt this and and go through the proper steps. So my opinion: if you were sitting in the office uh, and I was giving you some guidance, brushstroke. I don't know a lot of the goals. I don't know a lot of the objectives. We don't know. I don't know your income. I don't think you mentioned your income level. I don't know what he does. You know, et cetera, et cetera. But that being said, debt is debt, and I don't like it. I don't like it. And what I personally would suggest is how much do you need in savings for your emergency fund? Keep that set aside and the rest should go towards the debt. And, you know, again, you say, well, we're going to save for a house or we're going to do that. Now, I I personally am a I'm a big believer of following the DIY money steps, DIY money steps. Make sure you have that fast cash. You clearly do or you could have it peeled off. Uh, you make sure you have that emergency fund. So three months of, of emergency. Now you're going to be combining expenses. Hopefully we just did a podcast on that. You know, our opinion on that. I realize it's not everyone's view, but it is ours. You're going to be combining expenses. You're going to be formulating a budget. 
you might be the CFO type. He might be the supporter. It might be the other way around. I don't know. I'm assuming you're the CFO type because you sent in the question. You're going to peel off three months of expenses. So let's say you spend five grand a month. That's fifteen grand. So boom, you got your thousand. You got your fifteen grand. Theoretically, uh, you have another twenty-five thousand that you could put towards this. It doesn't take care of it completely. Uh, maybe there are seven different loans bundled into the sixty thousand, and you can knock out a good majority of them. We like the debt snowball. I do understand that student loans sometimes subsidized or unsubsidized have vastly different interest rates, so that might be something to take into consideration uh, because it might be the one instance where I go, wow, this one's 9% and this one's 1%. Let's go ahead and tackle the 9 you know, et cetera. But uh, debt snowball that sucker. Get it knocked out as quickly as possible. If you can live off one income while you're doing that, bravo. Bravo. Uh, and then you're off to the races. What say you, Logan? Well, first, let me challenge you a little bit, Quint, on on this. She's currently putting 20% in the 401k and maxing out her Roth IRA. When that marriage kind of goes through next summer, would you take down the 401k contributions and take down the Roth IRA contributions? Probably. Great point. I don't know what she earns. Yep. I'm a big 10% mm -hmm. uh, retirement savings guy until you're out of debt, so I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, what that means is when we counsel young people, we go in and speak at groups and so forth, is the kind of wealth development path while you're paying off debt. Uh, number one, we just are a big – we're big believers in the 10-10-80 plan, give 10, save 10, live off of 80. So 10% is a minimum in our opinion. You should hopefully be eligible for a match. So let's just say you're making, I don't know, seventy five grand. All in in retirement until you get out of debt. I think you should target seventy five hundred. Now this is a this is a joint approach, right? So if you're making seventy five and he's making seventy five, that's one fifty. One fifty is fifteen thousand, and that just happens to be twenty percent of your salary. Stick with the twenty percent, and then all of his extra money goes towards the debt, right? So I think it's just as Logan said. Would I adjust that? It depends on what you all are doing. Uh, jointly, I would. I would. The minute you come back from that glorious honeymoon, hopefully you're taking that. You come back from that glorious honeymoon, and you put these finances together. That's when I would evaluate it. But I'm a ten, ten, eighty guy. Yeah. So ten percent in that is for the debt payoff strategy. Then after that, you really have to evaluate what your goals are. Mm. And we always talk about on this show whether you're putting into a 401k or you're putting into an IRA or you're putting into just a taxable account, that all depends on what near-term goals are versus long-term goals. Is one of your biggest goals to retire early or is one of your biggest goals to buy a house in the next couple of years? Because that can change where money is flowing and where money is going. But I want to echo what Quint said. I think once you're married... And before that, I'd probably do your strategy and maybe max out your 401k for this year, 2023. Put that max into your Roth IRA. I think that's fantastic. But next year, when you're married, come summertime, then you're shifting priorities a little bit, 10% to retirement accounts for both of you. Hopefully, you're getting a match on that money. And then going headlong at the debt and really trying to tackle that. But one thing I will say we have the opinion you have to have that emergency fund set up first and you have to have a comfortable emergency fund because if you have 
let's say your emergency fund is 10,000 but your comfortable emergency fund is like 25,000. If you're down at that 10,000 something's going to happen or you're going to feel uncomfortable or you're going to be uncomfortable with how much you're putting on the debt and then you're going to make a poor decision to put more into the emergency fund at maybe the wrong time or there might be an actual emergency that happens where you're going to have to use that money and now you're kind of off track on your debt payoff strategy. So make sure you have a comfortable emergency fund set up in advance before you're really tackling uh, that debt. You're doing a great job of this already, Riley. Make sure you have conversations. So you, your future spouse, make sure you guys are talking about money, talking about what it means to be paying off the debt strategically because you have to be on the same page. If you're already thinking about this in advance, you already have a good mind for it. You already know, hey, we're going to take out debt and we're going to do it aggressively. Make sure your spouse is on the same page with that so that your goals align. I love it. And, you know, to piggyback that just a hair is set those goals and objectives, right? Okay, we want to save for a house. Well, 20% down. You know the Lexington market. You can kind of dream a little bit. Here's what we're looking for. You know, sure, right now you might not find that. The interest rates might not be uh, palatable, but doesn't mean you don't plan accordingly so that you're ready when the opportunity presents itself. So it's all about goals. It's all about alignment. I will tell you, and, and I know Logan has, has stressed this, will continue to stress this, the flexibility and the options are, are just so much greater when you have no debt. So focus on that. I think your priorities are in line. And, uh, you know, we wish you nothing but the best. And again, congrats on the upcoming wedding. She's an amazing woman. Oh, thank you for saying that. She is an amazing woman. I find her much better than your wives. Oh, that's sweet. So what we will do now, Riley, we'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card. So all she did was send us an audio file question to podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. Keep sending in those questions. I will say we're a little bit backed up on the juniors. (laughs) I used to say the juniors are jumping right to the top, and then I got like 12 junior questions. So we might just, uh, I mean, I always wanted to start a DIY Money Junior podcast. We might just do that and dedicate it all to to DIY Money Junior. That's another discussion for another day. But uh, keep those questions coming. And if we use it on the show, just like Riley's, we will send you a $25 Amazon gift card. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.